you a winning hand that gave you a finger to click this link. Welcome to the Dial of K, perspectives on life and social commentary from a leader of those that do not follow. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome to the Dial of K. Uh, this is going to be the official episode number one. Uh, got my setup. Uh, got my mic. Got my headphones. Got the Instagram live going. Oh, did I forget to hit the record button? Nah, I didn't forget to hit the record button. And I'm recording on QuickTime for the actual upload. So this is the first episode that's actually going to go on to the podcast, right? So episode one is going to be called Stop Cheating. Yes, S-T-O-P cheating. Stop it. Cut it out. No more cheating. We got to start playing fair. No more cheating. Remember, remember when all the hood dudes had to stop snitching movement going and it was the biggest thing and everybody's like, and even to this day, dudes be like, oh, such and such told and such and such told. Dudes that ain't even in the street. Dudes that don't have anything to do with any type of crime. Got their mind focused on who's snitching, who told, who stood up, who did their time, right? So I want to change the whole new focus. Instead of snitching, I mean, now, nah, stop snitching. Better yet, honestly, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't care who's snitching. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, Trinidad Drains. I don't hang with no snitches. So don't tell me who's snitching. You know what I'm saying? I don't got nothing to do with anything no more. But anyway, but I want to add some new energy to that. We're going to go with stop cheating. Right? Um, I, I, I don't really get into other people's business on social media, but uh, there's a guy who apparently built a brand on, you know, being in other people's business. And it seems that he got caught up cheating, right? And now, uh, that's like the big thing that everybody's talking about. And I, I, I went through a, um, I had a journey to get to this point, right? This stop cheating point. And I'm going to take you down this road. Um, in an attempt to kind of shed light on the situation and to make people understand why do and and I'm I'm gonna speak from a from a black man's perspective. Um, I can't speak for women in this regard. I could um, I could share some information from things that I've gleaned from conversation with women, but I can't speak for women. But I, I'm gonna speak for us, right? <clears throat> So, without drawing it out unnecessarily, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want to put it in this perspective. When you're a young uh, boy growing up amongst our community, we're, we, we become hypersexualized at an early age, right? When you're young, you really look up to kids. So, you're really shaped by children as a child. So, you know, when you start going out, back when I was young, you started going outside like five, six years old, right? So at five, six years old, you know, I had an older sister that was like two years older than me. So when you have an older sibling, your older sibling is going to be like your first point of reference for the outside world, right? But if you're a boy and you got a sister, you can only count on your sister for so much. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a girl. So five, six years old, you're literally going to be looking up to eight, nine, ten-year-old kids. And that process goes on and on and on, right? So I remember around the time when most young boys, when we start getting pubescent, 
and we and we're around older dudes that comes up like the older dudes are asking like yo you ain't getting no you know what i'm saying you ain't you, you, so you like as a little boy you know first he'd be like and I, i'm gonna keep it a buck we all lie first time some old dudes ask it's like you ain't had none yet you're like yeah man, man i done had some and then, you know so because you don't want to be like a lame because obviously this this is something that matters to them right because they're asking you about it and the way they're asking you about it like this is a rite of passage right and if you got old dudes around you that like i was i don't know fortunately or unfortunately blessed to have some older guys around me that were at least trying to show me what they knew and teach me what they knew which was very little but at least they were attempting to uh share the information with me you know so they would tell you stuff about you know you gotta do this with girls you gotta do this you know so by the time you reach like high school it's almost ingrained and a lot of us that we have to be these sexually active, capable, accommodating beings, right? Because when when I, I remember when I was like, this is weird. This, I remember when I was like in sixth grade, I was hanging out with this dude. He was like, um, I was like 11. He was like 13, 14, right? And, um, and... And these two girls, they were sisters. And so the sister that was like my age, and then he was talking to the sister that was like his age, right? And um, so I guess back then, he started like having more interest in me around this time as well. And I guess looking back on it, it, just, it, it, it he wanted company because he was going to see her. So he's like, well, you know, you, you, you hollering at the little sister, come with me, you know what I'm saying? So we would go and, and go over there and, you know, sneak through the window or whatever, however you did to to get to what he was trying to get to back then, right? And I remember uh, they was like 14. Yeah, they was like 13, 14, and me and old girl was like 11, right? And neither one of us had sex yet. We were both virgins. But the 13, 14-year-olds, you know, they was hiding ass. They was going, right? So I remember one time my man is over there, and, you know, he smashes. So on the way home, he asked me, like, you ain't getting none? I was like, nah, I ain't getting none. She ain't, you know? He's like, oh, man. You, he, so he's telling me what I got to do in order to get her to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. I'm soaking up the game. I'm like, yeah, he knew. So I'm like, all right. So I'm going to follow his instructions. So next time we go back over there again, you know, and I try to lay the script down like he gave me. And it didn't work again, right? So now I'm like, you know, so we leave again. He's like, you still ain't getting none? I'm like, nah, I ain't getting none. You know what I'm saying? So I guess he told the sister that her sister, you know, wasn't going, right? So then the sister said something, I, you know, spoke to her, her little sister kind of condescendingly, where basically telling her sister like, oh, and I'll never forget this phrase, right? We were all chilling, you know, and, um, and it's just going to sound weird, especially if you're a parent. You know, they were like 13, 14, like I said. We was like 11 that year, and, uh, you know, we were smoking weed and shit, right? But, you know, I just started smoking weed that year. So we, we high, we laughing and joking and shit. And I remember the sister said in regard to the older sister said in regard to the younger sister, like, oh, a tongue will fill her up. Now, that sounds weird now, but in slang of that time, basically what she was saying, like the sister was good off of just kissing. Like she wasn't ready for sex yet. Right? And I remember hearing that at 11. And thinking, okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And because I, honestly, I don't even really think I was really that pressed to have sex. But my man 
was making me press to have sex. Cause he, cause he's telling me like, yo, you ain't getting them yet. And I'm like, you know, I was cool just going over there hanging out with him, you know, cause we would do other stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, so he's like, uh, so so the sister was like, you know, a tongue will fill her up, right? And then I just held that statement in for years, and I'm 47 years old now, you know what I'm saying? So that was 36 years ago, and that statement has never like left my mind, never left my psyche, right? And I would revisit it at interesting times throughout my development over the years. But getting back to this cheating thing. So as young men, when you grow up hypersexualized um, by your environment, um, by your peers, um, it's men, period. Like that, you, I, like, I don't know if they do that to girls, but I know this particular girl, her sister was also... Um, you know, low-key pressuring her to move faster than she was ready to move, you know? And um, interestingly enough, like, you know, thanks to social media, I could still see them. And and, and I could, and it, and it makes sense. Like, I look at the younger sister and I look at the older sister and just by, like, they're both still where they were back then. Like, we are who we are, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the younger sister is still conservative, still reserved, you know what I mean? And 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 the older sister still be wilding, like, even on Instagram and social media, like, she always posted some wild shit, you yeah. know? But, um, so, you have this, you have these hypersexualized men, boys, right, that grow into puberty, uh, go into their um, early developmental years, and now, the result is, you have a a lot of men that their approach to sexual behavior is it's like that of an appetite that has to be fed, and um, but that is also conflicting with how they were conditioned, and that type of and I and I really believe like that type of conditioning at a young age it establishes something in you. And without consciously addressing it, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for it to change. You know, like, once again, I'm 47 years old. I have, I'm in a position, and fortunately, to still be associating with people that I've known for over 35, almost 40 years, some of them, you know? And a lot of the guys that, when we were young, that were on it like that, you know, that uh, that had like that player, um, conqueror, you know, sexual conquest uh, mentality. Most of them still have it. Like I, I really haven't. I really can't think of any that have outgrown it. You know, I know a few that have, but they were they they were younger than me. Like they didn't grow up with me. But I've seen them like transition into. Um, you know, like, you know, I ain't going to put his name out there, but one of the coldest players I ever knew, just, you know, hit 30 years old, got married, had kids, and just settled down. Like, just went all the way square. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's because he has an excellent wife. You know, and you know who you are. But, um, yeah, but um, most of the, the guys that I knew that grew up that way are still that way. But in the process of growing up that way, they also found themselves trying to conform to what society believes is the right way for them to live. And what I mean by that is they found themselves in relationships. Uh, some of them 
a string of relationships, some of them one long rocky relationship. But either way, it's like it's like two dual competing uh, ideologies, and 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 they try to encompass both. But both ideologies, like I wonder which of the two is actually theirs as a result, as opposed to a result of their uh, indoctrinating and 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 or trying to live up to someone else, right? Um, now it's easy to say that to write off the 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 you know, the whole sexual promiscuity, saying that, okay, that's all his fault because that's obviously something that he wants because he continues to pursue it. Um, and I agree with that. However, I think that that doesn't take into consideration his upbringing and his conditioning and the fact that he's never really addressed it, right? Um, and he has to address it. I'm not making excuses. Then you add the competing ideology of trying to be like a family man, trying to be somebody in a relationship, trying to live up to a standard of society. Right? And that is where cheating comes in. Cheating is a result of someone not playing the game fair. Because when you play fair, it's not called cheating. Cheating is when you deceive, when you um, um, take an unfair advantage um, over a situation that's cheating and cheating is a result of people putting themselves in this situation when they're not because who cheats like when two teams are playing or in, in a game the cheating team is not the superior team it's not the, the team that's more prepared it's not the team that um, uh, that understands the game more it's the team that is frustrated um, probably uh, inadequate in comparison to their opponent and needs to take measures to get an unfair advantage because they can't win if they play fair, so they have to cheat. So in regard to cheating in relationships, it's that similar thing. Um, someone is in a situation that they really cannot flourish in the way that they want to. Um, they can't deliver what is being requested and expected of them or what they said that they were going to bring to the table. So now they have to cheat in order to um, try to convince the person that they're cheating on that they're actually delivering what they said that they were going to deliver. And to the cheaters, I ask, like, is this really what you want to do? I remember uh, years ago, I was talking to a guy and um, we were in a, you know, we, we, we were in a situation where we'd have multiple conversations on different days. And after like the fifth, and one of the topics of conversation, you know, was women. You know, we were reminiscing on our experiences with women. And this guy was, was like 10 years younger than me. So at the time I was probably like 34 and he was 24. And I wouldn't be listening to his stories and his stories all took place within like his teenage years, you know, like 17, 18, 19, up to like 20, you know, like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were 10 years apart and we ended up in, in our similar circumstance when I was 29 and he was 19. So I would try to filter out his conversation through the lens of, okay, he's talking to me about a teenage life, right? As opposed to me, 
the life that I was living at that same time was a life of someone in their 20s. So to, to get a better point of reference, when he would tell me about things of his past, I would have to try to like transport myself to that age to understand the perspective that he was coming from better. But um, so as he was telling me these stories, and the, 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 the reoccurring theme in all of these stories was him getting caught cheating, you know, on, on his girl at the time, who I believe he had a child with. And, um, and I had that same, um, <laughs> had that same head, head bump when I was his age, you know. So I told him, I was like, you know what I learned later on in life, you know, that you know, when, when you get back out there, you have the opportunity to, 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 to try this. Because um, I was like, I don't think you should have like a girlfriend. I don't think that's really for you. You know what I mean? Because you obviously, you know, you're a young guy. You like women. You know, you you travel in a circle where there are a lot of women that are into, you know, like to, you know, get down. You know what I'm saying? So you having a girl at home is probably not the best idea for you because you're always going to end up with this type of problem, with this type of headache, you know. And, you know, your life could be so much more productive if you didn't have that aspect of it, of if you didn't always have to worry about who you, you know, deceiving your girl, um, getting home at a certain time, her hearing about something, and how she's going to react. Like, if you just remove that from the equation, you know, your life could be a lot more, a uh, lot less complicated and probably a lot more productive. And he's like, nah, 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 man, I got to have a main girl. I was like, why? He said, because you got to have a main girl. And then you got to have, like, side girls. But why, though? Like, <laughs> what is the purpose of having this main girl if you know you want other girls? And he could never give me an answer. He looked at me like I asked him the craziest question ever. And then I realized he never really considered this because this is how he's been conditioned. The, the, the man that he grew up around, they had a main girl, and they had, like, their side girls. Like, for some reason, this whole side chick thing has always been a cornerstone of, I think I'm going to say African-American uh, men, Afro-American and Caribbean-American as well, from what I know, because that, that, that's my background, Caribbean, and I've been here in the States for a long time. And throughout my travels, I've noticed that a lot of men, you know, would have their quote-unquote main woman at home, and then they always felt the need to have like a street woman, right? And at one point in time, I had that philosophy as well. Um, and I explained this to him and I said, but when I had that dynamic, it was more of a functioning dynamic. I was in the street. I was doing street stuff. And I had a woman that lived with me that was not in the street, not doing street stuff. But she was living with me. I mean, I enjoyed her company, but I also, you know, needed her presence for appearances, you know, like in the neighborhood that I lived in, it just didn't. It just looked better if somebody was getting up, going to work. You know, um, it looked better if it was me and a woman living in that house as opposed to just me, a single dude and a bunch of people coming over. You know, so it, it was it was a balanced thing. Right now, out in the street, I had my street chicks who I did street stuff with, who, you know, I would, you know, leave stuff at their house. If I had to meet somebody, I could meet them over there, you know, but it was two separate worlds, you know. But absent of that, I, I just couldn't see a need for it, you know. And then when I started noticing that that wasn't the case for a lot of these guys, they were just having these two lives because 
for some reason, they felt like they wanted two lives, you know, and they weren't even living one life to the fullest, much less the second, the third, and the fourth, you know, like, now for nothing, most dudes ain't built like that to, to, to hold down two and three and four households. But anyway, that was their thing. And that was passed on generation to generation to generation where a lot of men uh, started thinking like this is how I should conduct myself as a man. Which is cool. But when you start having to deceive somebody else in order to conduct yourself, that makes me wonder like, is the deception part of the pleasure? Like, when you're lying to a woman, does that make you feel better? Does that make it more enjoyable? Like, because you're able... Because, like, con artists and thieves, um, people that hustle other people, like, they like that. Like, they, you know, like, they, like they, they speak of it with pride. You know, like, well, like, um, like, I... Like, it's a, there's an interesting thing about price in the community, right? When somebody buys a certain thing that's expensive, they 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 love to brag about it. Like, man, I I paid six hundred dollars for these shoes, right? These are six hundred dollars shoes. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain level of pride in buying a pair of six hundred dollars shoes, but there's another level of pride that a different subset of people get when they say. I paid $150 for these $600 shoes. Like they like to get over or to get a deal or to score. So, so when they're speaking of something that they did, they, they, they accentuate the win in that regard where, you know, I sold something to somebody that usually sells for $100, but I was able to sell it to them for $150 or $125. Like I got more than it was worth. I got over. And there are certain people that 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 is where the, that that that's what gets them going. Like they 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 feel better about themselves, or they feel better about the transaction if the transaction was made, and through the course of that transaction, they, for lack of a better word, got over on the other person. So I know that people like getting over, and I wonder if that's what if that's what motivates the cheater. Is it something about you know telling a woman, yeah, you know, you know. I'm, you know, you my only girl, I love you, blah, 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 blah. Telling her all these things, right? And then going off and doing something else, you know? I haven't really seen a cheater thread, though, where, where they like bragging about, yeah, man, you know, I just gassed shorty up, you know what I'm saying? I got her thinking she my only girl, blah, 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 now I'm smashing such and such and such and such. I don't know if that's the case, because they don't, I've, I've never really seen the cheaters, um, like, applaud that or, or really champion that. But I, but I, I, I'm, I am very suspicious of that behavior because I always try to figure out what the motivation is for behavior. And I guess at the risk of oversimplifying everything, I believe in the pleasure principle, right? I got that whole concept pleasure principle from a Janet Jackson song. <laughs> But it was a good title. And, and over the years, I've been able to r rationalize that title into a, a way of thinking. And I call that the pleasure principle. And I believe that people that function off the pleasure principle only do things or 
the majority of the things that they do or the motivating factor for most of their activity and actions is pleasure. Like they have to derive pleasure from it. That's why they do it. You know, like even assholes, people that are always being an asshole in a situation, that's because they must derive some type of pleasure from that. People that lie all the time, they must derive some type of pleasure from deceiving people. Why else would they do it, right? And cheaters, they must derive some type of pleasure from that whole deception of a, of, of, of a person and to lead them to believe something else and then going out and doing something different. So as I was asking this young man about, you know, you know, why does he have to do this? And I was, you know, you know, kind of pushing him to, you know, explain the pleasure principle, all these things to him, trying to get to the root of, of you know, why does he do this? You know, after a while, he got frustrated with me. He's like, man, you, man, you on some bullshit. Like, he didn't want to talk no more. Right? He didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go deep with me. You know, because one thing about me, I go deep. And if, and if you come with me, or if you, if you take the ride with me, we gonna, we gonna go Jacusto deep. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't want to go Jacusto deep. You know, he decided, you know, after a while, he didn't want to talk anymore. And he just like rolled over and put his headphones on. And you know, I ain't have nobody to talk to for like the rest of the, that day. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, when he found, but he came back around. He came back around as if he thought about it, right? And then he said something interesting. Cause I, cause I was like, yo, um, instead of having a girl, you should just be single and do your own thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and 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 then and as he, as he was contemplating that, you know, but then he said, um. Let me paraphrase it. I don't exactly remember exactly how he said it, but something along the lines of he didn't want his women to be with other men. Like he wanted to be the he wanted multiple women and he wanted to be the only man having access to these multiple women. So I'm like, oh. Okay. I kinda get it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm that was the that's what made it so interesting because like if you think that you're in the street and you're engaging in sexual congress with women that know that you have other women and you believe that these women are not going to also engage in sexual congress with other men then not only are you cheating and decept and not only are you a cheater, and not only are you deceptive and take pleasure in deceiving other people, I think you take a certain level of pleasure in deceiving yourself. Because for someone that is so untrustworthy, that requires a lot of trust, you know, to believe that this woman that, you know, you see two maybe twice a week or whatever, you know, like the other five days out of the week, she's just sitting on her duff, not getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, that's what you believe, you know? And you would find the proof in the pudding where like men that kind of exist in that realm, they tend to bump heads with other dudes a lot over women, you know? Um, they kind of exist within that same realm. So, Wanting to deceive that woman to stay at home and only be with you or not to touch anyone else 
I get it. I, I, I understand um, the thought process behind it. I understand the process behind it, but I'm going to touch on that later. But, um, so then, you know, we, we went through that, right? And that was that. So that was like one of the first conversations that I had about cheating with someone, um, at that time. And then I had another opportunity to touch on again with another dude, right? And he introduced, he said everything that this other guy said, and which was interesting because they don't know each other. They, they have nothing in common uh, logistically, they weren't the same age, uh, and they had never crossed paths, right? But I'm having a conversation with somebody else within a relatively similar time frame, probably, probably like a month or so later. I'm talking to someone else. And he's saying all the things that this other guy is saying to justify and explain reason why he felt that he should have a main woman and some side chicks, basically cheating. His justification for cheating. He's sharing it with me. But he added another component to it. One that I didn't think of. Um, and I don't know why I did it. I, I will admit that me not thinking of it is somewhat of a flaw in my thought process. But he says to me that if reason why he deceives women into thinking that uh, um, he's the only one is because... They perform better when they think you're the only one. I was like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I see what you're saying. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And then, moving along, a couple of years later, I was talking to a woman, right? And I was explaining to her that. You know, she, she was like, you know, when last time you've been in a relationship, this, that, and third. I was like, you know, honestly, at that time I hadn't been in a relationship in a long time. You know, uh, my cousin says I shouldn't do this because, but I can't help it. It always comes up at some point in time in a conversation. So anyway, here we go again. So um, the reason that I hadn't been in a relationship for a long time when I was having this conversation with this woman, because... I just did damn near nine years in prison, right? And so there was no relationship for damn near nine years. And at this time, I'd been out for like three or four years, and I hadn't been in a relationship up to that point either. So she's asked me, when's the last time I've been in a relationship? I was like, you know, been about 13 years. And she looked at me like, D but then I explained it to her, you know. All right, so anyway. So, the, the, but the first thing that she said, she's like, so you really haven't had, like, how does she put it? She used, like, terms, but she like, you ain't really had, like, that good woman sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't had, like, the, the like, she, 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 she said, uh, what she, how, how does she put it? She's like, um, like, you might have had, like, whatever, but you ain't get it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she said, like you ain't get like the real sloppy, sloppy. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got like the, 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 the I'm just. She, she said you. What she, man, what, how you she said, she said you got the I'm just fucking you, uh, sex. You ain't get the you my man sex. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh. And 
And at that moment, I remember what this guy told me. But I hadn't had this, but I hadn't revisited this topic in a while after he said that, right? So when she said, I was like, oh, there's a difference? Like, there's some other pussy that <laughs> and, and she, <laughs> So it's like, yeah, so it's like, you know, like a woman could give you like like there's this pussy right here that, that a woman's gonna give you, right? That she gives to like, I guess, you know, niggas she's just fucking, right? But then there's this other pussy that's like over here. Yeah, she just she don't just give this to anybody. So I was like, oh, interesting. So then I have to wonder, like, is the other pussy better? Am I missing out on something here? Because, you know, I mean, keeping it a buck, I've never really had any bad pussy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to me, bad pussy is like Bigfoot and UFOs and, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? People, seen, people have said they've seen it. You know, it's it, there's this mythical, uh, you know, there's legend about it. But I personally have never come across it. I've never, uh, you know, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not as well traveled as other people, but I've never come across any bad pussy in my life. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much all the pussy I've ever come across, you know, I appreciated it and I'm thankful and um, and I give it all a thumbs up. But anyway, so, so but that that was her. That's where she landed on. Basically saying that, you know, and, and she said for herself, like, oh, she's not going to be as open and as, as, as accommodating and as pleasurable with a man that she's quote unquote just fucking as opposed to uh, a man that's like her man. So I'm like, so that's what these dudes is cheating for. Like, they are cheating and stealing that that pussy that they put to the side, like this is pussy that she done, she put to this this pussy to the side, right? This pussy ain't for everybody. This is pussy for her man, right? And if you are deceiving a woman and lying to a woman to get that pussy, then you are a low life. <laughs> you are lower than whale shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't cheat for that. You can't cheat nobody out there, man. Play fair. Stop cheating. But to you cheating ass dudes, though, I want to challenge you to think a little bit, to be a little bit more open, right? Because the assumption that that fake monogamous pussy is the best pussy, because that's, I don't think, I don't, I don't really think that's what you, I don't think that's really what you want. And I really think you don't, you don't really fully understand the value and the company, the value and the company and the pleasure that comes when you're fucking with a woman that's fucking with who she want to fuck with, right? She's not fucking with you because she thinks she has to, because she has a societal hang up that makes her feel like I should have a boyfriend, I should have a man, therefore I should put up with, you know, a nigga that probably ain't doing everything he's supposed to do, you know what I'm saying, but he's mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't much, but he mine ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. So, like, I was talking to a friend of mine recently. And she, uh, uh, uh shout out to uh, Roe Reports, angry black Muslim woman. But, um, she, 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 she went into a rant about monogamy. And she was like, how monogamy really only benefits weak dudes because 
women that have bought into that concept of monogamy, that's the only thing that really uh, explains why dudes that are not really where they, where they should be on the food chain, why they could even have a woman. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if you take it like, and, and, and she said like, you know, you, 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 if, if it wasn't for monogamy, if, if, and if, if patriarchy had its sole women on the concept of monogamy in the way that it's to the benefit of men, not women, then like women would be comfortable like sharing like a boss nigga as opposed to like, all right, you know, this boss dude belongs to one chick. He's the only, she's the only one that can have him. So now I'm gonna take the worker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the workers wouldn't get no ass if 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 um, if if it wasn't for that whole uh, 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 concept of of monogamy if, and, and patriarchy bind, and, and women buying into monogamy based on patriarchy. You know? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And um, so you know, and as she was expressing that, I was like, yeah. Then I thought of myself, like, where do I fit on the food chain? Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like, I don't really, I don't require monogamy from a woman. Um, you know, I would prefer, you know, women do what she want to do. You know, you see me when you see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I ain't, I'm not that, I'm not pressed on that. Like, I'm not going, you know, get all upset and bent out of shape and, Know, throw a good woman away just because she spent some time with another dude. Like that's that's never really been my bag, you know. And um, I think that when a woman is comfortable, fully aware, and involved in what she wants to be involved in, that's when you really gonna get. It. See, I the way that I describe this, there was like the. I'm just fucking pussy. This is my man pussy. And then there's a third pussy that most dudes don't never get to see. Eh? And that's the pussy that she gonna do what she want with. You know what I'm saying? And as my friend said, this is only exchanged when she wants it exchanged. Eh? This is not done out of uh, of obligation, uh, it's not dutiful, it's not transactional, you know, this is purely because this is what she wants to do. And she only gives this to who she wants to give it to, when she wants to give it to him. Right? And this is given to somebody that's honest, somebody that's not deceptive, somebody that don't press, somebody that don't cheat, somebody that plays fair. Right? So, if you cheat to get it, you get it, and you got it. You got what you got from cheating, but you're really cheating yourself. Because if you play fair, because because that cheat that that cheat stuff that you got, that's all right, that's good. But let me tell you, ain't no play better than fair play. So stop cheating. Play fair.